Welcome back to Modern Multifamily. I'm your host, Mike Wilbur, and before we jump into today's episode, I have two favors to ask of you. First, if you have found any value in listening to Modern Multifamily, I would really appreciate a review, whether it's on Spotify, where you can hit the star button, or on Apple, where you can do the same and actually leave a text review. I would appreciate it. It would help the show grow. And if you've got any feedback for me, I'm always asking for it. Please drop me an email, mike at modernmultifamily.fm. I would love to hear from you. Secondly, I've launched a newsletter. I'm deeply passionate about prop tech, multifamily, industry, leadership, and just raising the bar through conversation. So once a week, I'm writing a newsletter that's going to be five minutes or less. And this week, I shipped my 10th issue. If you head over to modernmultifamily.fm slash newsletter, you can sign up. And if you don't like it, I promise it's really easy to unsubscribe. All right. I was fortunate to spend some time with the CEO and founder of Comlone. His name is Mitch Ginsburg, and I'll be honest, I do not know a ton about commercial real estate lending. What I've learned in talking to Mitch is that there's a lot to be done here to make it easy for borrowers to connect with lenders. And in Mitch's words, they are radically redefining this category. It was fun to learn from Mitch on how the business works, what makes them different, and why he's still so excited about the business being over eight years into it. This conversation with Mitch was fun, and it was also fast-paced, and for me, I learned a ton. Now let's get into this great conversation with Mitch Ginsburg. Mitch, welcome to Modern Multifamily. Yeah, hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. I would love to start with a little bit of your background, who you are, and how you found yourself at the helm of the business you've built and created. Great. Well, as you can hear from my accent, I, uh, I was born and raised in the deep south, um, the very deep south, South Africa. Um, was born there, educated there, um, have a bachelor's in, a, in accounting and master's in finance, um, Practice with one of the big eight at the time, uh, international consulting firms, Arthur Young and Company. Moved to the United States, uh, got certified as a CPA. Um, probably after about a year, figured out that wasn't quite my personality. Uh, got into residential mortgage banking, built a, a pretty large residential mortgage bank over 25 years. And then 08 came along, uh, which was a very interesting time. Uh, we were in several Western states, uh, including California, Nevada, and Arizona. So we were probably in three of the four worst hit states. Um, property values plummeted in some cases as much as 60%. So there were a lot of strategic foreclosures where people just walked away from their properties. Uh, we had funded, you know, huge volumes of loans in the five years leading up to the collapse. So Needless to say, we, we were bombarded with an avalanche of buyback requests from the agencies and got to the point over probably a three-year period that I tried to fight it, that it became overwhelming. I wound down the company. Fortunately, no bankruptcies or, or anything. Just lost a bunch of money because I was sort of funding the company while trying to, trying to fight the tsunami. Um, and then really got exposed to um, commercial real estate. Uh, started doing a few deals since I, you know, I said, how, do, how does anybody know where to go? Because unlike residential, commercial real estate lending is a lot more complicated. You know, residential is very homogeneous. You've got um, really one to four unit properties, maybe the odd condo or townhome. 
Um, you, you, you have your products are essentially the bulk of it's Fanny Freddie. Um, you have a few FHA, VA, and maybe a few portfolio products. Your, your actual loan types are 30 year fixed, 15 year fixed, which dominate in a few intermediate arms. So it's, it's very simplified, very homogeneous. A lot of technology, even from 25, 30 years ago with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac with the desktop underwriting and loan prospector. Um, commercial real estate uh, lending is is the antithesis of that. Uh, for starters, you, you've got all these different types of lenders. You've got banks. Not all banks are created equal. You have federally chartered banks, state chartered banks, community banks, credit unions. You then have life companies. You have CMBS. You have Fannie Freddie on the agency side. You have HUD, uh, I mean Fannie Freddie, which is agency on the multifamily side. You have HUD loans on the multifamily side. You have private money lenders. So you've got this multitude of different types of lenders. And then to further complicate the the scenario for the borrower, you've got, you've got all these different property types. You've got you know, your four, what we call the four main food groups, right? Retail, office, industrial, and multifamily. But then you've got single-purpose properties like gas stations and car washes and and self-storage. And then you have um, hotels. And then each one of them have subcategories. So, for example, hotels, you have full service, limited service, flagged, unflagged, open corridor, et cetera. So, and each lender has a particular property type that they like to lend on. Uh, and then you've got all these different programs ranging from, you know, literally monthly adjustables, your intermediate adjustables, which would be, say, your three-year, five-year, seven-year, ten-year are the most popular. But then on HUD, for example, you can get a 30-year fix. So once again, needless to say, the, the, the borrower really wasn't and isn't well-served in this environment. So, so I was thinking, how does anybody know where to go? How, you know, it's, it's so complicated. Will this particular lender do exactly what I need? So I, I went online and started searching, and there, and there really wasn't any kind of search engine. So the natural assumption after that is, well, if it's never been done, possibly it just can't be done. Well, that, that's not something you would normally tell me. So I, I, would, I, I went ahead and started interviewing a bunch of different lenders. I went to CMBS lenders, Canada Fitzgerald, Goldman Sachs in New York, interviewed a bunch of community banks, credit unions, and found out that there were about 30 key variables that are common for a lender to size up any loan, irrespective of the type of the lender. And some of these variables are every lender has a particular lending footprint, right? They'll lend either in a particular city, county, state, um, geo, you know, metropolitan area, but you can define this is where they'll lend. So that's a search variable, right? They'll then lend on a minimum or maximum loan size. Um, that would be a second search variable. They'll lend on a particular property type, third search variable. And you go on to the various algorithms like debt coverage ratio and global debt coverage ratio or debt yield, which are simply mathematical calculations. Uh, time to close. Every lender has a specific timeline that they need to close a loan. Is it um, prepayment penalty? Do, you know, what's the term on the prepay? Is it recourse or non-recourse? And then if it's recourse, you get into a whole bunch of variables relating to the sponsor, their, their citizenship, their credit score, um, their income, their debt, their liquidity, their net worth, have they declared bankruptcy, have they had property foreclosed. So we're able to define these variables. We capture the variables from the lender, and then we capture those very same variables from the borrower and are able to match the two. Um, and, and that really was the basis for developing a database and a search engine 
I'm not a tech guy. I was very, very fortunate to hook up with um, who is now our CTO, a really smart guy out of Northern California, already had a phenomenal team built in India, which we took over a big portion of that team. And um, I guess him and I met, we did the proverbial lock yourselves up in the conference room for uh, <coughs> for about three days on the whiteboard drawing what what I thought we needed. And he said, all right, we can build it. So went out, raised a little bit of friends and family money. And uh, I guess seven years later, here we are. What a story. I Hearing you talk about that has me feeling confused. And it feels like technology is the <laughs> obvious solution to that. I Looking at your LinkedIn page and now hearing you explain it from the founder's perspective, it sounds like you're, you're almost like a, a Tinder or a, a matchmaker for lending. Like, is that how you think of your business as being a matchmaker or, or, or how do you think of it from like a simplistic standpoint? You know, almost the, the analogy that I draw in the, in the, in the olden days when people would travel, they would go to a travel agent, right? And, and that travel agent had limited access to a certain number of airlines and a certain number of hotels and, and they would book you. Was that the best for you? Probably not, but that's who they booked you with. And fast forward today, and you have all these online platforms, Travelocity, Priceline, Orbitz, et cetera, and you can pretty much choose any airline in the world and any hotel in the world, <clears throat> and um, and that's who you'd go with. And, and to a large extent, travel agents have disappeared with the exception of, you know, your real specialty travel agents if you're planning a donkey trip through the Himalayas or something. So, so we almost look at ourselves as the that online platform, whereas the typical mortgage broker is the travel agent. So, so like most other online marketplaces, we really are giving that borrower better, better access. And and it's quite funny. I'm sure you're familiar with the golden rule, right? He who has the gold makes the rules. And up till now, the lenders have had the gold and they've made the rules. And, and we've actually got a poster of the golden rule framed upside down in our offices. And the reason is we want to really turn that on its head and empower the consumer, empower the borrower. Because the borrower has very specific needs. There's so many different variables that a, a borrower might find important when getting a loan. You know, it might be you know, prepayment or lack of prepayment is very important to me. That's my number one criteria. Or it might be interest rate or it might be payment. Payment and interest rate very often go a little bit together, but, you know, payment could be influenced by amortization or by just interest only. Um, it may be maximum proceeds. So so we're able to really define for the borrower what is important to you. What are those, what is the key variables? And we can rank them. Number one is maximum proceeds. All right, you want the highest loan to value. Number two would be I want the lowest payment. Okay, then payment. And we go down the list. And then we use those variables to match the borrower with the perfect lender that fit for that location, that type of property, that loan side, fitting the various algorithms like debt coverage, global debt coverage. If it's recourse, fitting the the sponsor's criteria. So we know that when a lender gets that package from us, they want to see that deal. And um, so that's very, very exciting. It cre- creates an environment where it's not just, you know, almost like the, the borrower having to go to, you know, going to vote Vegas and rolling the dice and hoping they're going to get a good deal. Here with a very high degree of certainty, 
we are taking that loan to, in many cases, between six to eight of the top lenders that best fit that borrower's needs and opposed to the lender saying, well, let me see if I can fit you into my program guidelines. The borrower is the one who's who's ultimately going to be choosing the lender. It feels like you've really, really identified who your, your customer is. And before we were, we hit the record button, you talked about the, the famous Bezos quote from, from the nineties. Yes, yes. How, how has your approach iterated and evolved over the past? I mean, you're, I think you're coming up on 10 years in business. I have to assume this is morphed as you've heard from your customers, looked at the market, things have picked up, ebbed and flowed. How, what's the evolution been like for the business? Yeah, I, th- I think our guiding light has always been borrow experience because I think that's the guiding light to any successful business. You know, you got, you got to build what the borrower wants, not what you think they want. Uh, so I think that's been the key. I think part of the evolution really just has been our, our path as far as customer acquisition. Um, initially, we started off, we thought, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit would be, you know, there's all these thousands of mortgage brokers out there. Let's Let's give them access to our technology and... If they do a loan through us, we'll we'll do a revenue share. I guess human nature is if they if they figured they could place the loan themselves, even you know with an inferior product for the borrower, the borrower wouldn't be any the wiser. They they would do that. So we we found that the quality of transactions that were being fed to us by the um, the mortgage brokers really were less than desirable. Let's put it that way. And um, so we pivoted and and really went to. Um, you know, consumer direct, getting to the borrower directly and, and building strategic relationships with um, various entities that had um, relationships or access to borrowers. Um, and that that has proven to be, you know, extremely successful. The quality of our loans have improved dramatically. Our, um, and, and once again, really, really focused. So after every loan closes, we send an interview, to, we send a a questionnaire to the borrower. We, you know, in, in certain deals, I'll actually call myself and ask how did we do, what could we have done differently. Our net promoter score is really up there with the best of them. Um, so, so you know, I, th- I think what's sort of pivoted is is our business plan as far as customer acquisition. Um, we obviously, as we as we learn a process. Uh, we'll replace it with autom- automation. So we'll first do it manually, understand it, perfect it, and then we'll build the technology around it. So the, the object ultimately, and we're pretty close to this, which is very cool, is so up till now we've really been doing loans a million up, and we're going to open up the below a million pipeline, and that's going to be a fully automated process because nobody wants to do those loans because it's very difficult to make them economically viable if you have a lot of, of human capital involved. So we, 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 we've built a fully automated journey, but this is after several years of experience of what process flows and, and what that journey needs to look like in order still to give a phenomenal experience to the borrower. And so, so ultimately what's going to happen with this journey is the borrower will go through and, and based on how they'll answer particular questions, they'll start going down different paths. But, at the end of the day, they really, without really knowing it, they're actually going to be building their own package. And um, and then that package will, and, and they're going to have the same access. And But instead of having that consultative approach, which we have on the larger loans, where we have a loan consultant up front 
who works with the borrower, who counsels with the borrower. We have a transaction manager in the loop who, who processes the files and interacts with the lenders. Our technology will really bridge that gap on the on the very small loans. And um, the, the borrower will really then interact just directly with the lenders, but but essentially get that very, the, the same experience. So we, we would be replacing you know, those two individuals that are currently involved in the larger transactions to ensure the borrower gets this phenomenal experience will be replacing those two individuals with technology, which is really exciting. We'll, we'll perfect the model on the smaller loans and then just see where the, the, the resistance point would be on the larger transactions. Because I think we're dealing with a very high dollar technical product so you know, I find it very difficult to believe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'll I find it pretty difficult to believe that um, you know, on a on a ten, fifteen, twenty million dollar loan, it would be a fully automated process. I think I think you still would need that concierge service of having a, a very seasoned originator in the loop to counsel with a borrower, and and then a transaction manager you know, running the spreads or an analyst running the spreads and, and interacting with the lenders and, and really providing that additional service. But who knows, maybe, maybe one day it will be totally automated with, with all the AI um, coming down the pike. Um, I think anything's possible at this point. Oh, I do too. Well, I mean, I Googled a couple of things while you were talking about, you know, focusing on the borrower and the customer experience and, your review profile is like world class. I mean, I'm looking at your Google reviews. Your your Better Business Bureau profile is accredited A plus, which you like never see. Um, you definitely must be doing something right. <laughs> well, well, we, I have a yeah, question. That's, yeah, so that's it. I mean, once again, our guiding light and our north star has always been customer service, customer service, customer experience. So, you know, I, I think you know once again taking and and you mentioned. Uh, Bezos's quote from the 90s, the technology is great, the internet's great, but it all comes down to customer experience and in our case, borrow experience. So I guess that's 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 our um, scorecard, I guess, of are we, are we in fact um, managing, you know, the borrower's expectations. So one of the questions I have for you, Mitch, not knowing a lot about the space, we're definitely in the same industry, but on way different spectrums. To me, it, it sounds like you're either creating a category or just radically redefining a category. And I'd love to hear from you. How do you see it? The way that Comloan has gotten, gone to market, gone customer and technology first. Is this a new category or just redefining the rules for how the category works? Yeah, I think we're really redefining a category or a space. We're, we're a tech company that lives in the mortgage broker space. Um you know, as I said, two thirds of all commercial real estate loans funded within you know the million to twenty million range are originated by third parties. So the lenders are used to getting loans, but they're getting the loans from a multitude of different you know quality or, or level of you know the, the level of professional. A lot of different brokers who who are going to vary in their level of professionalism and and the quality of the the packaging. So what we're really doing is not only providing, looking to provide a better value and a better service to the borrower, but also to the lender. Uh, the, the exciting part about what we're doing is, is there's a high level of predictability uh, on our packaging from the lenders. It's very standardized, extremely complete. So it makes it a lot easier for a lender to get one of our deals 
and literally just put it in front of the committee to get um, an initial term sheet for that um, for that particular borrower. So the, the the you know and and also using technology to avoid emailing documents back and forth and so so what happens is our initial um, what we call a prequal certificate, which is our initial quotes that best best fit their, that borrower's needs. Um, are populated into a portal that the borrower would get access to. And then from that point on, the borrower conducts the entire transaction through that portal. They download their forms, upload documents. Um, they get all their lender quotes through that portal. They select the lender they want through that portal. They continue to track the status of the loan through the portal. But then the lender has a portal as well. And the lender can update their lending profile through that portal. They can quote the loan through that portal. They download our package and, and all the borrower documents through that portal. So we've really con- created this self-contained ecosystem that really is a huge benefit to not only the borrower, but to the lender as well. And, um, you know, creating efficiencies from a security point of view, you know, we have, you know, the highest level of, you know, nightly or daily scans for for hacking and that kind of stuff. So it's definitely a lot more secure than emailing sensitive documents back and forth. Everything everything stays within the self-contained uh, ecosystem. Well, I really like that you kind of talk about yourself as being a technology company that happens to be in the mortgage lending space. I'm seeing that is like the biggest reframe right now in business, especially in multifamily, Mitch. A lot of the customers or future customers I talk to right now are, are rethinking about how their, their business should you know, think and operate rather than just being a multifamily operator. No, we are a technology and human capital business that happens to operate apartments. And I think that way of thinking changes it just it just changes how fast you can go and also how great you can become i think it really raises the ceiling absolutely because at the end of the day what technology does is just enables us to have access to so much more data than we would have normally had access to it enables us to organize that data so much more efficiently than we normally would have been able to do um so really, I, I I don't believe that there should be any one industry that um, that shouldn't embrace it uh, to to create better efficiencies and ultimately a better experience for their customer, and um, and that's really that's really what it's done. Well, as you look forward, you know the rest of twenty twenty three. You're probably already thinking about what twenty twenty four needs to look like for your business. Is there anything that you're embarking on? I mean, you've talked about maybe going down market as an opportunity with uh, smaller loans. Um, are there any other aspects of the business that you've you're excited about, or any, anything you maybe want to share with the audience? Yeah, well, we, we, you know, we're creating a lot of um, of cool little tools that that we think could be of value for either the borrower or anybody in our in our industry, in you know related um, you know related businesses that essentially are all in either the multifamily or the commercial lending industry we have we're really excited we've we've got a a a rate sheet that now can be embedded into any website um and this rate sheet is is live i mean it's live rates that are updated daily and it's an average of the 700 lenders um in the different categories so really for the first time anybody could get a very accurate snapshot of where banks are on commercial 
and and it could be five years. You know, I think we we look at the five years, seven year, ten year. Uh, so where banks are on commercial, where banks where uh, banks are on multifamily, uh, where agency is on multifamily, where agency is on CMBS, um, um, not agency where where um, multifamilies on CMBS and where commercial would be on CMBS as well. So it, it it's um, that's a, a really cool tool. We've we've created a. Um, it's almost a little calculator that borrowers can go ahead and play themselves and, and just look at different loan options that they would qualify for. So I think we, we want to try and create as many value add tools as possible uh, to, to create better access and a better experience uh, for the borrowers, um, which is really exciting. We, we also, you know, it's, it's almost counterintuitive. One would think in this environment of rising interest rates and credit boxes tightening up, uh, that we would really be slowing down and, and and we're not. And I guess the reason is a lot of, you know, when, when things are good and very stable and and um, a borrower pretty much knows that they can go back to their bank and re-up at the same, you know, 3% um, at 75% loan to value. And they've, they've done this for the last few years in a row. Uh, it's very difficult to get them to look elsewhere because it's just easy, it's convenient, and and things have been very stable. I think in this environment with rising interest rates and credit boxes changing, borrowers are starting to shop, and they're shopping online, and they're finding us. And um, so so for us, we almost see this somewhat turbulent environment as as a breakout moment for us. And uh, I think you you know any breakout technology happens at these times when when things are aren't as stable as they've always been and you know we've gone through these what the last 10 12 years of very very stable interest rates and stable guidelines and for the first time things are really moving and changing at a rapid rate and um, we're excited about it it's it's we, we just see this as an enormous opportunity for us. We're definitely at an inflection point, and I think that when headwinds come, it typically is when the best growth and change comes, and I see but also share that same perspective, Mitch. I'm really happy to have been able to hear the story from you today. Yeah, great. Well, you know, certainly appreciate you uh, you having me on board. I uh, want to wrap with, you know, a gentle curveball. Uh, I'm in 20-degree snowy weather here in Arizona. I wish I was in your chair today doing this live and in person. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap up today? No, just really excited about what you guys are, are doing um, with Rent Dynamics. Uh, sounds like you're really on a on a path to redefine, I guess, the renters' experience, right? And 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 you know, create a, a better environment for them. I think one of the key initiatives, which I think is really cool, that for the first time, renters are able to impact their credit score, which up till now has been you know a huge void. I mean, they make their payments. Why shouldn't they get benefit of that? And uh, you know, so I, th- I think kudos to you guys. I, I mean, once again, it looks like you're very, very focused on creating creating a very better experience and better options for the renter. Thank you. We're definitely excited about it. And Mitch, before we wrap up, I'd love to roll out the red carpet for you. Um, anything you'd like to share, whether it's how to get in touch with you, the business, or maybe even any important roles that you're trying to hire for over at Comlon before we wrap up. Well, we're always, always looking for good people, um, looking for good originators. We're actually um, starting a pilot program where we 
we're, we're hiring remote originators with experience. So certainly uh, would, would be happy for any any seasoned originators who want to be part of a fast growing dynamic tech company that lives in the commercial real estate lending space to, to reach out to us. Our website is comloan.com, C-O-M-M, two M's, loan.com. My email is M Ginsberg, M-G-I-N-S-B-E-R-G at comloan.com. Feel free to reach out to me, anybody with any questions, concerns, and certainly if I'm not able to help you, I'll, I'll uh, hook you up with the right team member in our organization who can help you. That's the way. Hey, well, thank you again for joining, Mitch, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for the time, Mike. Thank you.